are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show. It's episode three this week of five. Downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Podcasts, you name it. We are available on all platforms posting five shows a week downloaded into your phone and we're always talking birds on Twitter after the show at Lockdown Birds at DiBiase L-O-E at G C24 underscore football. Gino, yesterday we got into the offensive side of the football. Free agents, the Eagles could target internal free agents, and just overall the Eagles' free agent philosophy and approach to when the free agent window opens next Wednesday on the 17th. And today we're going to talk about defensive free agents the Eagles could target. And I feel like Although the offense, I think, has the more important needs, right? I think like quarterback is the most important need, knowing what you have in Jalen Hurts versus the three rookies you could take this year between Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Like that is the most important decision you make this year, as well as you know what you do for the future of the offensive line and that wide receiver. But would you agree? I feel like the defense has more needs. Like when you look at cornerback, safety, linebacker, both immediate and the future, I think the defense could use a lot of work outside of the defensive line on that second and third level. Yeah, and I would say even at the edge position too, and especially at corner. I mean, outside of Darius Slay, and once he's gone, you really have nothing there for the future. So that is a big, big get in this draft. I did a uh, mock draft today after they added the two compensatory picks that the Eagles were lucky enough to receive. And I got Greg Newsom in the second round. He's the cornerback out of Northwestern. Love that. (laughs) And they might be thinking about going corner or safety early on. And I would love for them to double up both corner and safety on day two, especially with three picks second and two-thirds, you're going to be looking right in that territory, especially for two big positions at safety, where Rodney McLeod is the only one you have there outside of Kavon Wallace for the future, and Rodney McLeod will most likely be gone after this year, and then corner as well. We know how light of a unit that is, and I would say that's even in more dire straits right now than the safety position, but then at the same time, the edge unit Derek Barnett might be on his way out of town if they can't get under the cap without moving his deal because they're going to save a boatload of money. I think he's making $10.5 million on the cap this year. If he were to be released, they save a large majority of that. They reworked Brandon Graham's deal. Josh Sweat is still on his rookie contract. They're going to need to bring in bodies there as well, and I think you can do that in this free agency pool where there are a ton of edge players and defensive backs in this class in both free agency and the draft that can instantly bolster your defense, which you so badly are going to need. And we're going to get into some names in segment two and three. The Eagles could target, and like it, like we said yesterday on the show, this team isn't going to pay the big fish free agent on offense or defense with the limited cap space they do have in 2021. And also just the timeline right now, this Eagles team is rebuilding, but that does not mean you avoid that second and third tier of defensive free agents, whether they're younger players or older players. Gino, before we get into that, though, some current defensive players on the Eagles that are set to be free agents include, you've got safety Jalen Mills, cornerback 
Nikel Roby Coleman. On the defensive line, you've got Vinny Curry and Hassan Ridgeway, cornerback Craven LeBlanc, linebacker Duke Riley and Nate Geary, or any of those names that I brought up, players that interest you and maybe bringing back with Jonathan Gannon as the new defensive coordinator in 2021. I mean, how dare you even mention Nate Geary's name? <laughs> I guess that's that fair, question. right? With Jim Schwartz gone, I mean, Nate Geary and Jalen Mills are the favorites, and I think it's time to probably move on from both. Yeah, no, you have to, and I think Jalen has given you enough snaps to evaluate yeah. and know just what he is. And, man, there are some good, good free agent safeties, and mm-hmm. there usually always are, and they usually always hang around past that first an even second wave of free agency, and they're just sitting there, and a guy like Trey Boston is signed off the street for a million and a half, and then sure. Carolina gives him a three-year deal for $18 million because he earned his worth. And I think you're going to get a lot of that, too, with this class, especially with the situation with the salary cap and the need that you have there. And you don't want to be drafting for need. You want to have that draft the best player available mentality. So if you can't get these guys in the draft and you're going to have to overdraft a safety like a Jaquin Jarrett, which you did in the past, go out there and sign somebody in free agency to, we we hate these Band-Aid signings, but mm-hmm. hey, your team's not in a predicament to be competing for a Super Bowl. So see if you can get a guy that's off that first contract that fell out of favor with his team to maybe come in here on the cheap and then turn around next year and give him a deal, much like Trey Boston did in Carolina. I think that's a perfect formula, especially in the defensive secondary to follow, because defensive units turn over all the time. I mean, we're switching from Jim Schwartz, who was primarily cover one and cover three, now going to move to a cover two and a quarter system under Jonathan Gannon. So this unit especially is going to see a ton of turnover when it comes to getting guys in here that really fit that system. Yeah, and look, we've been hard on Jalen Mills over the last four, five, really, since 2016 when he was drafted, and I think justfully so. Like He was not somebody you want to be your CB1 or CB2. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do admire Jalen Mills. Like he, had his, he saved his best performance for the most important stage in the 2017 playoff run, and even last year. Like I admire he had big shoes to fill when they cut Malcolm Jenkins, and Mills had to play that role of just wearing a million different hats last year, playing in the box against the run, playing cornerback when all those injuries happened, playing safety as well. He wore so many hats last Last year, but Gino, I feel like as long as he's on the team, I feel like the team is going to want to rely on that. And just because he can play multiple positions, and that is something that is huge, that versatility, that doesn't mean he always did it at a high level. Like he can play every spot, but there's no one spot that he plays at a really high level. So to me, I think it's time to move on and find a player that has that same ability, like having that versatility and leadership. It's kind of like the Jalen Hurts thing, like having that leadership and that it factor, those intangibles are huge for a quarterback. But I want to find a player that has that and has the physical upside to be a star. And Jalen Mills, you know, you know what he is at this point. So I feel like at the safety and cornerback spots now, it's time to find some new bodies. Yeah, I'm totally there with you. And and that's a position that if you can't run, you're going to be out of the league sooner right. or later. And, and Jalen Mills can't run, man. Like, no. you need to get more athletic at that position. And especially at him only getting older having more injuries. I mean, he's had two major injuries on his on his foot. So, that's not a player that I'm looking to keep around, especially with how deep this safety class is both in free agency and the draft. For sure. And for the fact that I just don't think he's a player that you win with. Like he's a guy that you've lost games because of and 
There's not many games that you could point to and say Jalen won you that game outside of maybe the last drive in that Atlanta game in the playoffs. But outside of that, man, him and Nate Geary especially were two guys that were in the wrong place more often than they were in the right place. I think the two names that I mentioned there between Mills, NRC, Vinnie Curry, Hassan Ridgeway, Craven LeBlanc, Duke Riley, Nate Geary. I think the two names, you know, I might be most interested in bringing back is Ridgeway. I really like especially what mm-hmm. I saw from him rotating in on the interior in 2019. And then Craven LeBlanc, like, not that I want him to be a starting top three corner. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. But when he is healthy and when he's given an opportunity to be on the field, I mean, LeBlanc does make plays. So Ridgeway and LeBlanc, that could be you know two nice young death pieces on the third level and up front I think that Ridgeway and LeBlanc would be my pick of the litter as well I think Duke Riley has seen his days there too but Ridgeway I think you see the explosiveness out of him I think that injury kind of hindered where he would be on the roster right now maybe they want to look elsewhere but I think you could bring him back on the cheap knows the city same thing with Craven LeBlanc like gets what it takes to be a corner in Philadelphia like you got to be hard-nosed willing to get up in their faces and I think he would excel in a quarter style scheme Lou where he can get up into the face sure of a slot re- slot receiver and only have to cover short ground and zone where we have seen him have good ball skills and creating interceptions and having pass breakups somebody that's physical against slot corners and I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a one-year deal for sure out of all the guys that you said I think you hit it right on the head with who they should be prioritizing especially because they will be cheap Ridgeway will be cheap especially Mm -hmm. coming off that injury and then LeBlanc there was a reason he was a street free agent and there was a reason Philadelphia resigned him for the cheap so they could keep him here on the cheap moving forward as well and I think that would be a very good route to take especially because there isn't much at corner outside of Slay. Like, I'm going to keep reiterating that. Yep. You do not have anything behind Darius Slay. You have at no that foundational position. pieces there for, like, the future core at all. No, and you need at least somebody that knows what to do in Philadelphia, and I think Craven LeBlanc would, that be, would be that guy. And maybe Avance Maddox reaps a little bit of the reward from the change in system, but I'm not going to hold my breath there. I think the bigger names are coming here in the free agent pool that are outside of Philadelphia. And those are the names we're going to get into next, coming up next right here on this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. There's 18 amazing flavors it's time for built bar madness today's matchups on builtbar.com is german chocolate cake against salted caramel and then mocha love against white chocolate birthday cake that's a good one for me one of my favorites on builtbar.com head over to builtbar.com to vote or follow them on twitter at built underscore bar remember to use the promo code lockdown 20 when you're there to get 20 percent off your next order again that's lockdown 20 to get 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, previewing now the defensive side of the football when it comes to next week's opening of NFL free agency. Who should the Eagles target? And Gino, 
Look, the Eagles, their defensive line, they could use a couple more depth pieces when it comes to edge rushers, defensive tackles, but I think the more important positions they need to address are on the second and third level here. Linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties, and I think you look across the board, there are some really awesome names that really do intrigue me, and you know, I think some guys might price themselves out of being a potential suitor for Philly, but there are some players that you could buy low on that are young, you don't have to spend a lot of money on, you could backload contracts for that, you know, do have the potential to be core pieces down the road. Like I look at Indianapolis Colts safety Malik Hooker. I just son of a makes, gun, you took him. You took yeah, him from. Me. I think he I makes. Think we're on the same page. He makes so much sense as a future safety for the Eagles, where you have no set future at this position. That's a first-round talent that's produced in the NFL. He only played in two games last year because of that torn Achilles, but you look at his connection with Jonathan Gannon, who is his defensive backs coach, is now the defensive coordinator for Philly. He's only 24 years old. I just think that makes so much sense because outside of Kayvon Wallace, you have no future right now at safety, and you know that's your favorite position, but this team refuses to take that position in the first two, three rounds lately over the last, I guess since they had Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod as core pieces. Yeah, the thing with Malik Hooker is that he has had injuries throughout his career. Yeah, it's the big problem. But at the same time, when he's on the field, he mm-hmm. just can do something that we haven't seen an Eagles safety do in quite some time. And that truly is play that center field position and yeah. have that athleticism. And I think he's the perfect example, Lou. You talk about, again, the tier twos and tier threes, which we talked about yesterday. He's a guy coming off his rookie deal didn't get a re-up in Indianapolis, will probably be looking for a cheap deal coming off of that injury, a prove-it deal. Malik Hooker is the standard for what this team should be looking at. A very high upside, and I believe it's going to be a buy very low and see what you could get out of him. And I'm excited to see if they could start discussions with Malik Hooker and that it would interest him to come and play for Gannon because – You have a guy that knows the scheme, Mm -hmm. a guy with high upside being a first-round talent, and has athleticism. And he's only 24, like you said. He's just going to turn 25. He's been in the league for four years. Outside of those injuries, when he's on the field, he does put out some good tape and can do things that you don't even have at the safety position. We keep saying Kavon Wallace. I mean, yeah, he's good from 10 yards and in. He's not going to be a free safety you got, you're going to have to look in the draft for that and hopefully draft somebody like Tremont Morig out of TCU or buy low on a guy like Malik Hooker and see what he can do for you next year. And even if you do draft one, he's an excellent third or fourth safety to have in a rotation that could fill in in sub-package roles where you're running four or five, six, seven defensive backs, which we saw Indy do last year for some time. So you're going to need more bodies in there to even have players to go and play. Because I don't know if you're putting Marcus Epps out there next year with Jim Schwartz, not a defensive coordinator. So you're going to have to fill that that room. And Malik Hooker should be one of the key guys you're looking to go get. His age, what he's going to cost, and his overall talent, I think it's a very good buy-low candidate in this offseason. Yeah, I think he's the perfect free agent candidate the Eagles should target next week. Gino, again, continuing on the second and third level, which is really where this defense needs to prioritize adding talent, I look at linebacker, and we've done Mock Draft Monday now five times this offseason, and although they need linebackers, you don't 
see this team ever taking them in the first two rounds. And they have Davian Taylor still, who we talked about on Saturday, that they want to see through his development. And you have Alex Singleton, who had a great 2020 season. And TJ Edwards is a good two-down linebacker as well that plays well on special teams. So I don't think they're going to draft like a Micah Parsons in the first round or even go like Jabril Cox out of LSU in round two. Free agency could be somewhere they look to address linebacker. There are some names I love. I just don't know if these guys are going to price themselves out. Like I think you see Quan Alexander, who got released by the Saints today, another young player at 26 who's dealt with injuries, but at the same time has shown he's a top-tier player at times at his position, and then like Bills linebacker Matt Milano. This is another player that's really good at covering in space tight ends and running backs. I just don't know how expensive these players are going to be because we know the Eagles just don't like paying linebackers, and they don't like spending high draft capital on the position either. No, I totally get that. If you're going to look there, Lou, I look at one guy that just got cut from his mm-hmm. team in Green Bay, and that's Christian Kirksey, somebody sure. that bet on himself last free agency, took that one-year deal with Green Bay, and went out and had a pretty good season. He was a guy just I kind of wanted for the Eagles last year, Gino. No, definitely. He has that athleticism that we talk about at that second level. He is 29, so he's on that back end of the free agency period, but still in his second window of free agency. A guy that can come in here who bet on himself last year has shown that he still has juice in his legs and just was a a victim of this whole cap situation that we have. And Green Bay happened to go out and draft linebackers that they liked over Kirksey. So he was just a victim of his circumstance. And he only signed a two-year, six-and-a-half-million dollar deal, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you can get him on the cheap, Lou. And, and that's somebody right in that second tier below those guys like Quan and Milano that you had said. And still somebody that can play. I, I've always been a big fan of Denzel Perryman, too, out of the Chargers. I think he's more of an outside linebacker type of guy, but somebody that could cover in this system right in that second tier. But, man, if you can even get a call in on Quan and just see what he would want, I, I think that's a player you absolutely have to. And I, don't, I didn't even think he would be available in this offseason. So this is going to be one of those times where you have some names that you're like, oh, wow, we have a chance to get him. Maybe we can move around some money. And Quan is a guy that you should definitely see if you can have a little more room on the books to fit him on the roster. Yeah, it's kind of like receiver. We talked about it yesterday where you have some pieces you hope can be part of the future. Travis Fulgham, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, but you can't really rely on knowing those guys are going to be foundation pieces for the future. And the same thing with linebacker. You've seen some good things from Alex Singleton. You love the physical abilities of Davian Taylor. And TJ Edwards is a good two-down linebacker, but he's never going to be that three-down, every-down guy. So while you maybe don't need to go all-in on spending a sixth overall pick on that kind of position, at the same time, you do want to bring in more options because the young players you have right now, you want to give them a chance, but you want to have a plan B and plan C. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the positions, too, that they always and aren't really shy of waiting around a little bit in free agency to to make their signing and I mean, a couple years ago when they selected Zach Browns, or Zach Browns, Zach Brown over who was it? Who was the other guy they were deciding? The one that went to Cleveland from New England. I oh, can't Jamie remember. Collins. Yes, Jamie Collins. And they decided to go with Zach Brown. That was a little bit into free agency. Yep. And they should have went with Jamie Collins. But this is a time where a lot of names are going to sit around for a while. And you wait and you see if... Christian Kirksey is there in two to three weeks 
and make him a priority in two to three weeks after that first and second initial surge. But like you said, Lou, I think the wide receiver position is a great analogy. If you could get a guy like Quan, still 27 years mm-hmm. old, was traded because he was coming off of his contract and the team couldn't sign him, and now New Orleans can't afford him because they're even in worse shape than we are, that's somebody who you move some money around for. 100% Gino. I want to get into the cornerback position coming up next in segment three, just because, as you mentioned in segment one, like you have Darius Slay back for 2021, but outside of that... You really don't know what you have for the future at a position the Eagles just have not really gotten right since Asante Samuel at the beginning of the 2010. So we're going to get into that coming up next because I think there's some really interesting names in free agency the Eagles could look at that are young and potentially that fit this theme of like that tier two, tier three free agent that you could buy low on, but they also have the potential still to be long-term options. That's coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 50% off on your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, previewing the defensive side of NFL free agency starting up next week. We got into linebacker, safety in segment two, guys the Eagles could target. We mentioned the names of, you know, the likes of Malik Hooker, Quan Alexander, Matt Milano, Christian Kirksey. Gino, I think at cornerback, that's the position that I think maybe needs the most help long term. I think you could argue safety, just the secondary in general. You have Rodney McLeod still next year. You have Darius Slay back. And I think the draft will likely get you your long-term, your other long-term pieces. But they're going to need more than one player here at corner. You're going to need multiple bodies. You know, maybe Avante Maddox is your slot guy this year where he fits better. Maybe, you, like we said in segment one, you bring back somebody like Crave on the block. But I just remember last year when you had more than one injury, you had to start relying on undrafted free agents. You had to start moving Mills, you know, back to his, you know, original position at corner. And you just had to just kind of keep moving everybody. Like, Nikel Roby Coleman was supposed to be a slot guy, and there was times where he had to play on the outside. Even if you draft, like, let's say... Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round and you have him and Darius Slay, you're going to need multiple bodies for long-term pieces, but also just for depth. You just did not have enough corners last year. And so I think there's some interesting names that are young this year that could be by low candidates for the Birds. Yeah, I think there are a ton of guys that are 26 years old and coming out of that, that deep corner class of 2017, which we all knew and lauded over how deep it actually was. Hey, man, our I boys mean, Sidney Jones and Razul Douglas are free agents. <laughs> they are. <laughs> hey, man, new new regime. Maybe they check Zool back said, in. Bring them back. <laughs> could you imagine if they did, yeah. though? That we, we would absolutely be lit. But, no, yeah. I mean, there's guys like Cameron Sutton from Pittsburgh. I think he would be a perfect number two candidate there. Akello Weatherspoon from San Francisco, another longer, rangy corner. All these guys are – didn't live up to their number one hype, which they should have. And our number two guys like Shaquille Griffin, he's, he's going to be one of the big time guys, but he's on the market once again. I think if you're looking into what we were talking about, Lou, and especially here where you could probably get a guy on the low 
for cheap in a deep class that is this corner for agency class. I mean, it is banana land how crazy this class is currently. Guys like Kevin King, Desmond King, I mean, the yep. list goes on and on. But if I'm looking at it, I think Levi Wallace would be an underrated candidate to mm-hmm. bring to Philadelphia because he played that role before to Trey White, being that number two. They play a lot of that quarters in Buffalo. A lot of those two triangles on each side where they had the two high safeties and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And Levi Wallace was that number two for a majority of that time. I think he would be a guy that could be a number three or number four any day of the week. And you could get him on the super low. I mean, dude, this class is so deep just because of how many guys there are. And I mean, even beyond that, if you go into the 30-year-olds, there's guys like Desmond Trufant are back on the board. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler, Patrick Peterson is Xavier out there. Rhodes has ties to this yeah. team. And the Richard Sherman, too. Drake Kirkpatrick. Yeah. I mean, the bottom tier, the second and third tier guys, Lou, are going to go for dirt cheap at corner. I mean, there's just too many of them to even pay. So you're going to get some guys like Levi Wallace, for example, or maybe a guy like Gary and Conley who we talked about in the draft a couple years ago. Maybe a guy like Vernon Hargraves even. There's so many players that have been in multiple different schemes, have been around the NFL for now four years. That's right where you want to find a corner, especially because they're now growing into their own. You've seen the ones that can run. The guys that are going to get second contracts are the athletes, the guys that still have juice in their legs and still have potential. A guy like Akello Weatherspoon was the second-round pick for a reason. There is talent in this cornerback class, and you're going to get it for the cheap. I, I firmly believe that. Yeah, and look, some of these guys, again, are by low. They haven't really panned out and shown the talent we saw at the collegiate level, like Vernon Hargraves, who was a first-round pick out of Florida, or Kevin King was a second-round pick out of Washington, and he did... You know, he did show some flashes, though. He had five interceptions in 2019, and I really liked what I saw from even like a Mackenzie Alexander coming out of Clemson and with the Mm -hmm. Vikings and the Bengals, what he did in the slot. Like, he could maybe be competition for Avante Maddox inside. There are some names that I've liked in the last few draft classes that they're younger still. They have a certain skill set. They haven't really panned out in the NFL, but... You bring in Jonathan Gannon, who has a pretty good track record of developing, you know, secondary players, defensive backs, and you hope to bring in these guys that are under 26 years old, Vernon Hargraves or Jadobie Awuzie even from the Dallas Cowboys, and you hope that maybe they're not your CB2, but along with a draft pick you bring in and that player, you have some young pieces that, who knows, in a year or two, if you want to trade or release Darius Slay, you have options, because right now, you didn't really have a choice, although I think Darius Slay was really good in 2020 if you had like young pieces you could have justified maybe trading him for a draft pick whereas you you had to bring him back Gino because outside of Slay Mm -hmm. you really have nothing at this position right and that's why I'd be okay signing a couple of these young guys Lou because I mean even if you hit on one of them to be a number two or number Mm -hmm. three you're in a good situation. And what if and, you draft, sorry, what if you draft a quarterback in the first round and then you need to take like a Kadarius Tony fell to us on mock draft Monday? You can't even bank on this team taking a corner in the top two rounds. Right. No, that's that's exactly it. And yeah. I mean, safety too. I, I think you can get better value at the early picks of day two being in the the 30 round the between 31 and 39 I would say is prime territory to pick a safety those cornerbacks might be a little too rich for your blood there 
and you might be picking a safety or, like you said, one of those guys like Kadarius Tony that could fall. Right. So you have to take chances there, and that's why I said it at the safety position too, because if you sign Malik Hooker and you miss in the draft, hey, at least you have a plan B. 100% man having a plan B will be crucial and that's gonna really start here through free agency I don't think there's a lot of moves the Eagles gonna make that you see them make the move and you're like okay that's a core piece moving forward like mm. that's a big move to build this franchise upon down the road but a lot of these players could present alternative options because free agency does come first and you don't know how draft boards are going to fall you don't know what positions you're going to need to take and again uh, who falls to you in certain rounds or who doesn't and so you need to prepare by having options that you also acquired through free agency it's just being you know versatile multi-dimensional and really just having optionality that's really big in the NFL and you hear me and Gino really preaching that all the time. So those are some defensive names to consider. Cornerback, linebacker, safety. I think those are the three big positions the Eagles need. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Lockdown Eagles, episode four of five this week. Download it into your phone. When you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, you name it, we are available. And always hit us up on Twitter after the show as well, at LockdownBirds, at D-B-I-C-L-O-E, at G-C. 24 underscore football for Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.